Yeah, so I'm thinking about the elections, right? And wait, I still don't understand why are you traveling that long distance. For the love of God, you're in flight, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because That's if it's boss, flight. I can't. Even, if it's boss, I'll stay back. <laughs> <laughs> can't do twelve hours on the road. Oh, but two throws. Hope it's not too expensive. Um, I think about eighty k or so. Damn. You love your country. But the lo- people are actually traveling into the country. You love your country. So vote. And I'm seeing tweets of people at the airport just arriving. About I don't know why they are telling, why they are telling us. So there, there's yes, a yes. lot at stake here, right? Let's even take our tech space, for instance. And how, well, yeah, it looks like, oh, we've raised this amount of money. We've become blah, blah, blah. But you've only scratched the surface of the possibilities. And Tech. also the um, conduciveness, conducive environment, the space for. Good. I remember writing something about which country was that in um, Congo. Mm. Sometimes I think in 2020, and the founder just had to mention the fact that the level of bureaucracy in that country is, is terrible, and it can kill your startup. Eventually, the startup died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I see we actually predicted it or something. Mm. But yeah, so we don't want to get to that point, but we can still get better. So mm. the state of the country is very, very important when it comes to how tech businesses are run. Yeah, so uh, I just want to wish everybody a safe journey wherever they're going to. Some people are going long distances. Some people are going to be going through really, really shaky. I mean, you shouldn't have to be that way. You should be able to vote anywhere you are in Nigeria, but or in the world, even in the world, right? But yeah, there are stories we've written about evil possibilities. Possibilities, there are possibilities, but of course, there are always issues. And uh, for those of you who have a stake in the tech space, this administration, the outgoing administration, has already given us a parting gift, the Startup Act, and they brought one that is not just for startup recently, the Transformation Act or something like that, for businesses in general to provide conducive environment. So now that that act is going to, uh, now that the act has gone live, it's important that you are aware of those acts, the laws and what they can do for you. And the decisions on who you should vote for, try to vote for who you feel will be the most, you you feel comfortable will implement. Please vote for someone that will vote. Sometimes people's feelings are subjective. <laughs> vote for someone, and you know, uh, vote for someone that will actually do what they say they will do. Please. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we have a lot of awesome laws. Put, I don't want to leave Nigeria. You don't want to leave Nigeria. That's good for you. Now we started it on a very very somber note. So let's get bright. Let's get bright. Everybody, smile, smile, <laughs> smile. So. Smile. Yeah, we need, we have reasons to be smiling. Today is Oluwani Femi's birthday. Happy birthday! Yes. You can see her with the birthday attire, <laughs> birthday outfit, birthday clothes. <laughs> you don't have to make hair like too. that. Oh, uh, yeah, and the birthday hair. Yeah, please notice the hair. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, should we sing for you? So, funny thing. You want to? Can you imagine? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. To you guys join in now. Join in. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday to you. I'm so emotional. Uh, <laughs> you should be this. Oh man. Oh man. Nobody sang for me on my birthday last you have, week, you Monday. Scheduled your birthday to fall on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we sang for you online. Mm. Okay. That's so many, many happy birthdays. Where are we shutting down? Everybody should stay in the house and pray for Nigeria. Wow. Go out if you have PVC and vote. Shutting down her bullying unit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please don't let, don't let the SS hear you. <laughs> I beg. Uh, don't, don't, shut that, don't shut down any bullying unit, I beg. Yeah, so yeah, there are a lot of bad actors in the Nigerian election space, but of course the bad actors, the strange actors and the weird actors, they're everywhere. Even this our startup space. Last year it was Basgos back to back, from Bento to Rice Vest to Health Lane, just Basgos one after the other. Now we've already started the year with something else. Yes, we're hearing that Dash's founder and CEO has been suspended. What happened? So um, Dash is a fintech startup in Ghana, or based in Ghana, and the. The founder and CEO has been suspended, allegedly suspended for, um, he, or he has been placed on administrative leave, pending the outcomes of an investigation. That's that's the official statement from the startup, but the uh, the the other part of the I mean, the unofficial statement is that he's is being accused of financial misreporting, so. Basically, financial misreporting is, you know how when you're praying, they say, sense of omission and sense of commission. <laughs> <laughs> so, either something you intentionally left out or something you intentionally misreported. So, you made an error or you didn't add something or you lied about something, basically. So, that's what is being accused of. And, um, I mean, that happened over the weekend, I think Friday and a lot of founders are talking about it. So the idea was they raised a seed round last year, I think 32.8 million, which was huge for that any startup. Soon. Yes. That's huge for any startup. And it is a seed round. So it's huge for any startup, not to talk of the fintech startup based in Ghana. And at the time, a lot of people ha- did not know Dash at the time. So the... I mean, some people raised eyebrows, like, who are these guys and how are they able to raise this much money? So now it's coming out that they initially wanted to raise $8 million, but they they did that and exceeded it. So they had some really crazy growth. So going from 250, from processing about $250 million to a billion dollars in transactions. And their custom, the number of customers they were supposedly serving just grew a whole lot. So they went from, um, basically went from zero to 100 in a very short period of time. So that, on the back of that, it enabled them raise that much money, which was um, significantly higher than they had initially wanted to raise. So it's now looking like they misrepresented numbers mm. in if the I, process. They the investor Zobo. Exactly. So, Code Zobo. Yeah. And some questions were being asked that... Um, how much due diligence did these investors do before before investing the money for them to fall victim? But then even the almighty JP Morgan 
um, was a victim of such. I think it was this year, right? Yeah, this year. Yeah. So everybody they collect. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like this will make you could make anyone start questioning the validity of those claims by fintech companies when they say they are processing these huge transaction volumes, right? Yeah. Probably you are hearing this now when another company says they're um, processing 3 million transactions every month, mm. you'll be like, Skeptical. these ones have come again. But one way to know, there are some companies that you actually see that these guys, they're actually doing what they say they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are some fintech companies where if you go to any shop, if you go to any, you're seeing people using their So you know the problem with them is the period, the, the time, yeah. Time frame was too small. I think within a year, they were able to go from about 250, processing 250 million to, or less than a year, mm. to a what, billion what if they had dollars. A crazy market interest strategy like OP. Well, that would, all, you knew OP, right? A lot, I mean, everybody, regardless of what part of Nigeria you were in, you mm. saw. Which is like a sign OP. of when OP says they yeah. process this amount. This amount, I you know. can now say, oh, okay, I've been seeing people around a lot. So there's a, a very good. What chance. about money points? Did you wait, did you know them before? So that's the that's the thing. I knew money points. I didn't know that it was a team up to product. Okay, you knew money points. Yes, because I would go to um I I would go to a POS agent and I would see that they are using money points. But I mean, I never really did any research to be like, who are these guys and all. But I knew the brand money points. Mm -hmm. Um, it's similar to how I recently started seeing Pampi POS. But I've also noticed that I haven't seen it enough. So if they come and tell me that, oh, process $10 billion last year, I'm going to think about it because I did, I'm not seeing a lot of them around. So I, I it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. You're, you have really impressive numbers, but the man on the street doesn't know. I think we were having a conversation, um, I was having a conversation in Bolu last week about something like this. If you say you're doing this, and the your users can't see you, or the people in the market that you supposedly serve can't see you, then I don't know what kind of business you're running, Shambo. It's suspicious. That's that's a fair point. So, okay, I'm not going to drag that further. We have an article about it now. I'm also working on a follow-up story to see what really, really went on behind the scenes at Dash. But uh, moving on from that, let's. Dash was a Ghanaian fintech startup, right? Mm. So. We now have Vodafone, UK giant telecom company, yeah. selling off its stake completely. They've completed the sale of their stake in Vodafone Ghana to a new telco, Telecel Group. Now, what's interesting about this is Telecel Group has just been witnessing like a resurgence since 2017. They're not really that. So they're very, very old telco that, that was founded years ago, but now are coming back with full force and the thing with telecos now in nigeria why am i why do i keep saying telecos telcos <laughs> i understand it's the brain okay so the thing with telcos right they are facing a huge pressure the voice and data business is very very huge but one thing i can see in mtn and Airtel, which are like the, one of the biggest in africa one thing i can see with both of them is voice is shrinking and data is increasing so once voice shrinks to a certain level what becomes of the telcos. So that there's now talk of diversification of, mm. so that's the way we talk about media. We can't keep depending on ad revenue, even mm -hmm. though ad revenue is still the main cash cow. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Google, Facebook, so but Telusel Group has an interesting playbook. They've went, they've gone to several African countries already. 
but apart from the mobile operator side, they're also offering um, e-commerce services. Oh. And e-commerce service is like a community kind of e-commerce where you buy goods and services from people in your locality. So it's hyper-local yeah. e-commerce. So mm-hmm. once you have that app, and the app functions like a super app, you can use it to do other stuff too, and make payments and blah, 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 blah. Then apart from that, they also have cybersecurity services, all those uh, cloud protection, firewall, and blah, blah, blah. B2B service. Then they also have a, an initiative that supports startups oh, or the African Startup Initiative. Company. And not a telecom company again. Mm. So it's a quite, quite, quite an interesting play, which I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Look at Safaricom. Yeah, Empresa is not a telco, uh, like it's not a telecommunication service. Yeah. But it's providing like majority a very of huge portion of the revenue. Yeah. So it just makes sense that you may now start thinking, how can I expand on this? But, but you know, the uh, telecommunication companies in emerging markets, mm. like they are still trying to boost their broadband penetration, mm. they might fall into the um, the deception that voice that the revenue from voice we actually get to a very low point to the extent that it's not be able to contribute to their revenue and especially the fact that they are trying to promote broadband penetration can't they move forward from that to fiber and just focus on data so if data becomes the cash cow which it will eventually become mm-hmm. something needs to be the second fiddle so when voice was a cash cow data was the second fiddle hmm. So if voice now shrinks, it's going to be the second fiddle for some time, but it's going to drop to a certain extent because let's think about it. If WhatsApp calls and internet calls basically become really, really good, like you cannot distinguish it from a normal voice call, would you still bother using voice? No. I mean, right now, a lot of people are not... I was I was arguing with my friend, Michael, which day, like, why are you calling me WhatsApp? Do I... Why are you calling me WhatsApp? It's actually... So... I don't know why that. Why you were surprised? I'm not. I'm. I'm angry. <laughs> why would you call me WhatsApp? Here's the thing. Yeah. So I have a friend that we typically do very long calls, and if it's long call, yeah, I understand because of that. But, uh, we don't use um, normal call because Even it's ridiculously expensive. I mean, you probably spend about a thousand naira for those calls. So I have data almost always. So why not just use it? And see, it's so serious that my dad now calls me on WhatsApp. Interesting. Same thing here, and I always miss his calls because I, I put my WhatsApp on silent. Exactly. I, I don't want to hear anything. And when I see what I do sometimes, I oh, uh, just come online and I'll call you on WhatsApp because I probably don't have enough. There was a time when I used to buy a time frequently, mm. but sometimes I'm like, okay, a lot of people I'm calling on WhatsApp, so why not just use WhatsApp? So you can but, see if voice gets to that level. But it is still. It is still. But okay, but now the the market is more fragmented, fragmented rather because. Fiber will also be com- um, competing with them. Yeah. Um, yes, fi- fiber pro- uh, providers. Yeah. So it's not just be, you know, it's only these telcos that provide voice. Yes. But now, oh, I, 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 I Good. can so see now. You get it, you get it. I didn't even think <laughs> about that uh, fiber competition and satellites, internet. Yes, and yes. So, so their market is now smaller. You don't even need to have a SIM card. Okay, you might need a SIM card, but the SIM card is just there. You're not doing anything. Hmm. Your internet connection is Wi-Fi. You have a small device in your hand that you can carry along. Maybe not a telco, maybe mm-hmm. an ISP like Spectranet or Swift. Yes. And at home you have a Starlink or you have a Fiber One. 
and that's it. So they have to start thinking about. And if there's anything I, I would actually say about telcos, they are one of the most forward-thinking companies. Recent um, rebranding. Mm-hmm. They rebranded because they actually want to bring new things in. So hopefully, maybe yeah. they can take a leave from Telcel. Yeah. Then you Tell lose, you lose. And their own is more is more severe. You so, do anyhow, you see anyhow. Shop, no, shop. But the, the crazy thing is, I look at Telcos and like they are core to everything we do. Yes, so they can the just tap into anything and they have the market already. Yeah. Co- so I'm even wondering why are they so scared right now? I mean, they are very, very like people can't. Currently in Nigeria, like they are supposed to be mo- mo- Mobile money should like be the trending thing in Nigeria should by it? this time. No, let's not, let's not go there. Let's, let's <laughs> don't, don't please. Okay, but, next. But fine, 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 fine. Telcos are trying to diversify and they're moving forward to other things. But again, I'm always so, 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 so amazed with the way these guys think forward. Like when they brought 4G to Nigeria, 3G penetration was still very, very low. Mm. Many people, it's not that people are even having 3G phones, crazy enough. Mm. It's not that 3G phones has gotten to a high level of penetration, but they brought 4G years ago. So I, <laughs> I guess the thing is they have very high barrier to entry. I cannot stand up today and go and, I mean, I probably mm. need to raise about almost $300 million for me to do any serious thing in the telecommunication space. But a startup, God help you if I learn how to code six months, (laughs) (laughs) I've launched a startup. So if they, that also means that anybody who is sufficiently motivated and sufficiently connected can wipe you off the face of the earth by just getting the right people. So Mm. it's either they are staying ahead of the innovation and just staying ahead of trends or they wait and we know a certain company in Nigeria that has waited until other people have come upon them. And now they are, I think they are now number three in the market here. They are three major players. So it's just, I mean, it's either you move very fast. Uh, you get, or you get I know who does this, but I won't mention your name because I need, I need to get interview. <laughs> 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 I need to get interview audience, I beg. <laughs> so quick mention though. Uh, interesting, we moved from Ghana to Angola, a South African company, a South African country rather. Mm-hmm. Angola is building a national cloud project, $89 million worth of a cloud project. And what's that? Funded by. I mean, they found on <laughs> No, <laughs> no, it has to be an international. <laughs> no, a global company or so something what's has to be building, funded because what they are building, really, I think it's government yeah. funding because what they are building. $89 million is small. Million. $89 million is small money. So what they are building, I don't think there's any incentive for any international body to fund it. They want to build two data centers, massive data centers mm-hmm. to centralize all government activities and provide... Uh, Okay, for those who are not familiar, data centers are like these huge, huge, huge computer warehouses that allows you to have very, 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 very good internet connect- uh, connections in your country. So normally, when you are browsing the internet, the signal goes from Nigeria to whatever country that has that website. But with data centers, you can help things locally. Then it also goes a step further to help companies that are dependent on technology to store and use data. So fintech companies, for instance, data centers will be very, very important to them to process transactions. Mm-hmm. So it could be the difference between failed and successful transactions. transactions. So now that we get, we got that cleared up, that building data centers 
two data centers. So said these different ministries in Angola have different silos. So they want to centralize everything in one place, two data centers. Then they now want to build a national fiber network. So a few days ago, they unlocked the, they unveiled the fiber in the Kabinda province. So it now, so if uh, you were familiar with the tech space in 2020, remember I wrote about Lagos building a unified fiber project. Sorry, my time, time I set for myself is up, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Lagos is building a unified fiber project. Two years on, we are still waiting for them to finish it. But that's beside the point. So it's something similar where they dig fiber around the country, where they only dig once, then every other operator can tap into that fiber mm-hmm. to offer services to people. So Angola is doing that nationwide. And they're connecting those fibers to those data centers. So cool. apart from that, they now want to open it up to all the ministries, government ministries, and open up and yeah, dot AO. So in Nigeria we have dot NG. So you know it's a Nigerian domain. So mm-hmm. that is regulated by a Nigerian body. I think Nira. It's Nira. Yeah. Then the body that regulates it in Angola wants to open it up so that yeah, they will offer licenses to companies that they can be offering this domain name to companies. Then they also launched a satellite last year. To do air observation services. <laughs> so, but everything is making me think about data sovereignty. A lot of people that are building data centers in Nigeria, in Africa, are not Africans. Yeah, the, the see, I asked that funded by because it's not something that African countries actually think but about. But guess what? Nigeria already has like two government-funded data centers, top-secret data centers that no one knows about. Really? Yes, in Lagos we have one data center in Lagos. Supposed to be controlling all every tech initiative you are seeing in Lagos. So if you are living close to the capital city in Ikeja, you will see a lot of traffic lights. If you run a traffic light, it snaps your plate number and they send you a fine. What's controlling all of that? Mm. And they build a data center to house all those things so that everything can move very, very smoothly. Then recently the federal government just launched the data center in Kano. It's data sovereignty. Why? When your data is moving to these other foreign countries, sensitive data could move along that you mm. don't want to be in the eyes And it might not be safe for the, for the so country. If you want to digitize government activities... Thinking of conspiracy theories. No, calm down. <laughs> so let's say driver's license data. You want, you have, we talk about building a national central database. Eventually, you will need to put it in a data center somewhere, store mm. it somewhere. True. Is it who do you want to use? Of course, the obvious answer would have been one, but it just got acquired by a US data center company. We have Airtel. Airtel Africa is n- okay. Yeah, they have Nigerian owners, but at the end of the day, Airtel is still. Not then we have OADC, the guys that are building the data center for Google's Equiano cable. Again, OADC, okay, it's fine. But it's like a coalition of different different telcos and who owns those telcos? Foreigners. So you can see, I hope with these few points of mine, I've been able to convince you that more I'm governments convinced. in Africa should actually be building data centers if they want to digitize their activities. I see. Okay, so <laughs> I bought you enough with all this information. <laughs> if you know what is good for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that's like an interesting one. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see how people react with, say, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, all building data centers in Africa. Most of them in South Africa, though. And I want to see how all these centers that the governments are building play out. And finally, Chepa Cash just laid off again. Again. 
Yeah. Yep. It sounded like news I've said before. That's why I said again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. some people are doing it twice now. Twice. What, yeah. What what what's that thing they say? Is it the third time is a charm or something? Are you kidding me so, for Leo? Yeah, expecting the third I, one now. And you really can't. You can't. Maybe they overestimated the blowback from FTX or something. No, but yeah. they, they, they didn't, they decided not to allude to that. Oh, that of course. This has anything to do with FTS. So how many people were laid off? Okay, so um, this is another round of layoffs. The first one was in December. That, was, that one was like um, 2.5% of the workforce. 12.5. Yeah. 12.5, yes. This particular one is um, a third it thought of the workforce of the in work Nigeria. Force. Wait, another no, company. Not in Nigeria alone. Elo- oh, globally. 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 Another company just laid off a third of its workforce. That's a pattern. Both. Mm-hmm. They laid off a third of their Nigerian workforce. 17 out of 70. Yes, yeah. they did too. Okay. In Nigeria. Um, theirs is, theirs is like they want to intensify operation. I still don't get because people lay off for different Cheaper reasons. Cheaper or both? Boats. Boats. Yes. You want to intensify operation. Yes, kind of. We are laying off. So I'm trying to, I'm still trying to. But, but, but I saw a news a day before the layoff was announced that boat number one wants to invest 500 million dollars. Sorry. Have you not seen that story before? In Africa. No, yeah. that someone raised a huge amount of money and then a few weeks later, not months, a few weeks later, we are now hearing that, oh, we are laying people off. I also saw that they are doing global recruitment. Yes, in yeah. fact, they are still for. Oh, open openings for Nigeria in both Nigeria. Yes, but they are management rules. But this layoff affected um, junior and mid mid level rules. So I, I don't know the plan, right? But they want to make the operations better, and I don't know what they are looking for <laughs> because the the people that were affected said the company has actually. Um, Told them, assured them that there will be no layoffs. That all they just need to do is to restructure and move people across roles until they were called to a meeting and they were told that you guys had to leave. Well, well, it still boils down to how companies I am and do stuff like this. I don't even think layoffs will actually affect companies' brand these days because it's kind of like the usual like thing. It's not even making. But it never affecting anybody's brand. No, 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 when when it wasn't as popular, right? Companies are like very. I mean, when Elon started it, everybody careful. was bashing him. Yeah. The people that were bashing him were in the deck space. We are Nigerians. We've heard of a bank that did a round of recruitment for um, graduate trainees, and a few months down the line, less than half a year later, some senior employees or some older staff found out that they were relieved. So it was basically, we hire people, tell you to teach them, and then a few months later, we now relieve you. And they did it across the country. Well, it was, I mean, it's something that we see occasionally in Nigeria. So I wish more employees would talk about all these things, right? There are a lot of humans on Google. I I actually went on LinkedIn to, like um, people's stories about how they were laid off. Not no, just generally. Mm-hmm. And I used some keywords. And it was very difficult to see people talk about it in Nigeria or in mm-hmm. Africa, 
Uh, most, of, most of the I'm sad to announce, I'm sad to announce they are like US, um, Singapore, UK, those kind of, those countries, no, those regions, not Africa. I don't know why we don't talk about It's this. very obvious, isn't it? There's a kind of stigma when, oh, you were fired. I, my friend was talking to me and was like, he interviewed with a company and he asked him, why did you leave your former job? He said I was fired. Yeah, I was shocked. No so, one. <laughs> if, I, if I'm fired, I don't care what you tell me. It's just I was not good enough. That's that's like so. Yeah, being fired and getting laid off usually. <laughs> so <laughs> then, <laughs> like, I lost my like job. Like what move said? Like we dismissed. <laughs> dismissed. I <laughs> out. <laughs> These kind of things. But yeah, that's let's just. Uh, but. I, I wish more employees would talk. You can always reach out to me or Nifemi to talk about these issues. If you share your stories, we we, are, we will not mention or even draw attention to anything about you. But I think more people should share the stories about the activities in the workplace and save or avoid chicken public and KFC for, <laughs> <laughs> for for some time. Okay, no, that was that. Hope I didn't offend KFC and chicken public. Please believe me. Probably. Money. probably. <laughs> oh, they'll cut it out. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, other things happened this week. Meta, after everybody bashed Elon again for charging for Twitter Blue to get so uh, verified, Meta yeah. also did his own poll. You can check out the story on Tech Point. Then Jumbai, Kenyan marketplace for yeah. construction, construction materials. I mean, I yeah. see construction shops everywhere. Why are these guys not raising money? Why are they not raising? These people have raised money, so it's not remaining. Shop, build your website and see if you can enter that place. So all I just need to do is build a website and say I'm connecting all the building material guys in Lagos. That and shit I raise is money. Hard. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is hard. Is it that? You are even going to the market to get stock yourself for building materials. You are getting scammed. Now, if mm. you now want to use the market space, market like place. marketplace, mm. like Jumia for construction materials, you get some standard. Is it? Will, will you? You are, are you kidding me? No, so the, the like the, there's a market for substandard construction and course, building products. Well, here's the reason I'm asking whether you will. So if I'm going to do that as a, as as a startup, I think I'll probably pay attention to that's where the hard work is. That's yeah. where the hard work is. So that means that saying. for example, me myself doing it, I need to have guys that know what because right now if you take me to the market and you sell me fixed cement, bro, I'll buy it. <laughs> so if I start something like that, yeah, you have to do your due diligence. Ah, that that's crazy. Anyway, you can find more stories about all the issues we discussed today at our new fresh and packaged newsletters. If you take today, you want to learn more about the cheaper cash debacle, or you want to learn more about Dash, you can always check fintech today handled by yours truly, Zerim. Then, if you want to learn more stuff about the workplace, how people are handling layoffs, and some of all those things employ employers put in your contract that you should be aware of. Sign up to the workaholic newsletter by Oluwani Femi, our senior editor, the birthday girl. Okay. Then of course the daily digests, tech point digest. You want to just get a five minute roundup of everything that's happening in the tech space in Africa. Always subscribe to Tech Point Digest. And of course, you heard it here first last week. The Lego Startup Expo. It's happening in it's May. It's happening in May at Landmark. Go and get your tickets. And if you're a startup out there, go to Opiweka. Sorry? You should go to Opiweka. Opiweka. Oh, God, you don't understand that reference. Opiweka. Nigerian movie. 
Uh. Grab your copy now. No, it's a new page. You do what I Lagos. I see. Hey. Yeah, hope you wake up and you do Okay, fine, fine. So, but no, don't go to do Idumata. <laughs> go to techpoint.africa slash events slash. Don't go to lagosoutofexpo.com, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, to subscribe. And uh, yeah, did, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Guys, uh, okay. So, newsletters, uh, shout out to Onome and Gracious behind the scenes. They've been doing really, really wonderful, awesome jobs. And of course, Bolu. Bolu is around. He's alive. Don't worry, you see him soon. Of course, he's around. He's alive. He's he's dealing with the metaverse. Proof of life. Proof of life. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, guys, see you next week. And we have lots and lots and lots of juicy content coming your way. So just watch out. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.